Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Welcome to the Modern Homesteading Podcast. We have allowed ourselves to become so disconnected and ignorant about something that is as intimate as the food that we eat. Be prepared to grow your own for victory. God said I need somebody strong enough to clear trees and heave bales, yet gentle enough to yean lambs and wean pigs and tend the pink foamed pullets who will stop his mower for an hour to splint the broken leg of a meadowlark. So God made a farmer. Hello and welcome to the Modern Homesteading Podcast. I'm your host, Harold Thornbro from SmalltownHomestead.com. Glad you're joining us today. The main topic of our show today is going to be how to protect your garden from everything that wants to eat it. Um, yeah, I'm going to talk about uh, you know, a few things you can do to guard your garden against uh, deer and rabbits and uh, rodents, birds, bugs, all those things that want to eat your garden. Uh, before you get a chance to enjoy it so um but first let's chat about a few other things uh <laughs> pickles 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 uh, is anybody else having a bumper crop of cucumbers this year i have been canning uh, pickles like crazy and that's okay we like pickles around here um i'll probably be doing a few more jars then it's going to be a lot of uh giving a lot of cucumbers to some neighbors pretty soon i do believe i I don't think i've ever had this many cucumbers off just a few plants before but enjoying that uh i want to let you guys know also about a uh, new website out there i found it's called the homesteadnetwork.com and uh, this is a, a group of homesteading content creators who have come together and right now they have a show schedule for thursday friday saturday and sunday nights where different uh, content creators go on YouTube Live and talk about different topics uh, related to homesteading. So I think that would be something you enjoy. I would suggest you go and uh, check that out. I think it's really good. And also, I just want to let you guys know about these uh, uh, Achocha Fat Baby Cucumber Seeds I just got. I purchased those from AmericanHomestead.com. And uh, I'd seen a video he'd done a couple years ago um, talking about them, the uh, Achocha cucumbers, and I'd never heard of it before. And I was watching the video, and I thought, well, that's really interesting. And then he mentioned that he sold the seeds online, and I thought, well, I'm going to go check that out. And I went and looked, and he was out of them. And then I think I went and looked like a few months later, and he was still out of them. And I caught some this time. I went there just a few days ago, and uh, he had some in stock so i ordered some and uh, boy there's some crazy looking things if you've never seen one of these cucumbers you ought to google it and check it out they're really crazy looking read a little bit about them Um, i don't think i'm gonna have time to i was reading up on them i don't think i'm gonna have time to plant any this year i'll probably have to wait till spring but they look like a great crop to have and uh 
I'm anxious to get them in the ground and grow some uh, some of these uh, Achocha fat baby cucumbers. Just see what they're going to be like. And uh, yeah, I tell you what, I think I'm getting uh, kind of soft in my old age. I went out to take the trash out the other day, and you know there was this uh, baby bunny rabbit sitting there and uh, there was a cat one of the neighbor's cats was over in my yard and just a few feet away from the rabbit and uh, I yelled at the cat told him to get away and I reached down to grab the rabbit and uh, I got a hold of it it tried to get away and I got a hold of it but then I looked and yeah the cat had done gotten a hold of it and you know ripped a lot of its back apart and stuff so you know I had to dispatch the rabbit and uh, take care of that but uh, man I'll tell you that that gets to me in a way like it never did when I was younger so you know I I think there's um, something to getting older and getting softer, I, I do believe. I, I was pretty upset at the neighbor's cat. And, you know, I've uh, dispatched many animal in my life, especially rabbits, uh, raising rabbits and everything. But uh, I don't know. When it's when it has a purpose behind it, you, know, you don't feel too bad about it. But when you see it like that, it's like, ugh, stinking neighbor's cat. Anyway, let's get on with our main topic of the show today and that is protecting our garden from everything that wants to eat it before we do uh, let's just jump right in with deer let's talk about deer um, i live on an urban homestead and deer aren't a big problem here that that's not to say that urban homesteads don't have deer problems i've seen deer in my town uh, we live about five miles from a fish and game wildlife reserve a pretty large one and um, i mean i've seen them in town before they've never been in my yard that i've ever seen and uh but uh you know you can't just dismiss it just because you live within a city limits deer don't read the signs they don't know it's the city limits and they will come in and uh, i think after a while sometimes they figure out that is sometimes the safest place to be because there's you know not guns flying <laughs> shooting off at them and things like that so you know, it's not to say you won't never have a problem with uh, deer. Well, we're going to talk about a couple things with deer, how to keep them out. One would be physical barriers. Um, that's a fence. I mean, uh, but it takes a really tall fence. It takes about an eight-foot fence to keep them out. And that can get pretty expensive. Uh, but something else you, you can do, which can be just as expensive because you're talking twice as much fence, is build a double fence. And when you do that, you only have to have a five- or six-foot fence. But you have to space them have one inside and one outside about three to five feet apart because a deer doesn't like to jump in an area where it can't it feels trapped and it won't jump in there because it'll have to do a double jump it's too far for it to get across both fences and it don't like jumping between fences like that so a lot of people have had success with building that type of a fence um that's one way you can go uh if you've got a permanent structure permanent garden area not too big and you got the money, it's probably the best thing you can do is build a nice fenced-in structure around your garden. It serves a lot of purposes uh, with other animals, not just deer. So, yeah, a, a nice fenced-in garden is great to have if you can afford it, but it is costly. I think, personally, one of the best things you can have is a dog. If you have a, a good outside dog that's running free, stays on your property, it, it's a great thing to have. Um, uh, I have a dog. We don't have deer problems, so it's not really an issue. But he, he comes in handy in other things I'll talk about here in a few minutes with keeping um, animals out of my garden. Um, but, yeah, a dog works really, really good. It's probably one of the best things you can do, honestly, is have a dog out there garden it. 
uh, they'll be out there at night walking around checking things out they'll keep the deer at bay um, another thing you can do uh, is purchase an electronic repeller uh, yard sentinel makes this uh, electric ultrasonic repeller it's an inaudible sound wave that it throws out and uh, the deer here other animals here it works for all kinds of animals not just deer but you know i've never used one but i was reading some reviews on amazon a while back and it sounded like people have some pretty good luck with it so it might be something you might look into they're not real expensive i'll put a link in the show notes of this episode if maybe you want to go check and see what it is and um, uh, find out a little bit more about it they're they look like they'd be handy i i've thought about getting one just for other reasons um not deer of course but other reasons um another thing you can do and this is kind of a an odd thing but you can spray predator urine around your garden believe it or not there is a website called predatorp.com and they sell predator urine to uh you know work up a fear in deer and other animals and keep them out of your garden so you might want to go check out predatorp.com and spray some urine around your yard uh, you know it, it i think it'd probably work you know but i think you'd have to spray it um quite often i mean every time it rains i'm sure it would just wash it away but uh, you can read up on that a little bit never used it um now, I did have a friend who tried this. Uh, this is uh, scattering human hair around a garden, and they said it worked really good. Um, and I've heard other people talk about it, too. And, you know, they just went to a barber shop and asked for the hair and asked for some hair, and uh, they took it around and kind of made a, a border around their garden with it. They just kind of went all the way around. Now, I tend to think that if you're in an area where, they're, where the deer are real used to people, it probably wouldn't work as well, but if you live way out in a rural area where the deer are pretty skittish around people, I could see that working pretty good. Um, I think the deer around here are so used to people, I really don't think it would work around my place, uh, around this area. Uh, we have, the, like I said, the fishing game uh, reserve here, and uh, wow, these deer are not skittish. They, You can get sometimes within 50 yards of them just walking around, and they won't even act like they're spooked. Uh, they really don't pay a lot of attention to you sometimes. So I don't know how well that would work. It might work for you. might be something you'll try and, and have good success with. Now, there's also a product out uh, called Deer Scram. Now, they make other uh, scram products for other animals, but they have one specifically for deer. I think it's deer and rabbit, actually, the one they have for deer. And I've heard that it works really well. I heard another uh, podcaster talking about it. And he, he swears by it. He says he's had, he, the people he's talked to have had great success with it. It's a great product. It's all organic. And it's like a pellet, uh, pelletized uh, product you spread around. And uh, from what I understand, it's not that it puts off an unpleasant smell. Whatever the smell is, it causes fear in the deer and keeps them away. So check out Deer Scram. I'll have a link for that in the show notes as well so you can um, check that out and see what that's all about. Um, I think that's, you know, there's probably other things you can do for deer. Those are the common things. Those are the things I think that people talk about the most and, and say work, uh, give those things a shot. You know, deer can absolutely destroy a garden, but another, uh, common animal that can flat out, uh, tear up a garden 
are rabbits. Uh, <laughs> rabbits we do have around here. And uh, now I don't have a lot of problem with them because most of my garden, well, half of my garden is up in raised beds, really tall raised beds, and they just can't get to them. I do have some on the ground, though. And, uh, you know, it is a threat around here. So what do you do for rabbits? Well, I just said one of them, didn't I? You build tall raised beds. They can't get to them. Uh, that's one way. It's a, it's a kind of a preventive action ahead of time. Uh, the ultrasonic repeller is supposed to work for uh, rabbits as well. I mentioned the Scram product. Uh, they have it for rabbits. And Now, I did hear that it didn't work as well for rabbits, so I don't know. Now, this was interesting. I ran across this article uh, from uh, growsonyou.com, and it's, uh, it's a study that was done in Amsterdam, and uh, as Dutch farmers have devised a hot and spicy way to stop rabbits and rodents from munching their lettuce, carrots, and wheat. This is interesting. Spraying fields with the American sauce Tabasco sends the rabbits three feet in the air with shock and running for cover, said a spokesman for a local agriculture uh, cooperative. The Dutch Animal Protection Society is happy with the spicy repellent, unworried by the possibility of burned bunnies' mouths. Preventive measures are exactly what we want. It's better than going into the fields with a shotgun, said animal welfare spokesman. <laughs> um it goes on down to say the farmers will uh, now try to make Tabasco an officially recognized pesticide for subsidized use on larger scale. At least five small supermarket-sized bottles of the spicy sauce are needed for spraying one uh, hectare or two and a half acres of crops. Now, I did a little bit further study on that, and I actually found a guy who'd done some study here uh, in the United States. And uh, he, he said for, you know, for a small garden application, like one ounce of Tabasco. Uh, per gallon of water and spray that around on your crops and uh, yeah the rabbits do not like that when it obviously rabbits nor other rodents it says that that studies for uh, rabbits and rodents so it would work uh, for other things as well so i think that's awesome i think that, i mean if you if that works for you and you're having trouble with rabbits and other rodents uh, chewing up your garden what a great natural way uh to uh, protect your garden and and really simple i mean an ounce of tabasco and a gallon of water sounds pretty simple um what about other rodents i think it's mostly the same as rabbits the ultrasonic repeller the scram the tabasco um, now if you have like moles and voles and things that will come up underneath uh into your garden that's where uh raised beds do work really good especially if you can have some kind of a barrier between you, the soil and your raised bed and uh you know the ground now me i have built my raised beds and uh if you you can actually look on my website and find uh, where i built mine out of uh, pallets used pallets and they were chemical free pallets uh quarter pallets and they're about three foot tall but i didn't want three foot of deep uh, dirt in the uh pal in the uh, raised beds so i had actually stacked two three pallets i think it was three pallets on the inside deep up laid landscape fabric over that then cardboard and then um uh, filled my dirt up from there creating a really tall you know way high barrier keeping anything from coming up underneath into the the beds now you can put hardware cloth down at ground level uh you know like the uh it's i think it's a half inch square hardware cloth you could probably use chicken wire but i think 
smaller animals could probably squeeze through that and chew on that, maybe get through it. I'm not real sure. I know hardware cloth would work very well. It's really durable, uh, solid stuff. And uh, that would work good if you laid that in the bottom of a raised bed to keep out uh, the rodents. Another problem you might have in your garden are birds. Uh, here's where my dog is great. My dog hates birds. Hates them. And he has a dog door and our back door, and he just runs through that thing. We can hear him at night, and he'll run out there and chase birds off or in the evening. And, uh, you know, he, he pretty much keeps an eye on things. He don't like birds, so he'll he's all the time chasing them away and getting rid of them. So. And, you know, I don't mind a few birds around to eat the, the bugs that we don't want around here. But uh, he'll keep them. He, he sees them in the garden. He'll run out there and yap at them a little bit and keep them flying. Uh, also, the ultrasonic repeller uh, works great uh, for birds, it says. Really, anything to scare the birds is going to work really good. How about an old-fashioned scarecrow? I mean, people used to use them all the time for a good reason, because they worked. <laughs> but you've probably seen the, like a cartoon of a scarecrow with you know 20 crows sitting on it. <laughs> it didn't really work too well. But... You know, it's it's worth a shot. Uh, build a scarecrow to keep the birds out. I think after a while, they're going to get used to it. And I think, you know, it could work on deer or rabbits or anything else temporarily. But I think once they get used to it, uh, being there all the time, they're probably going to lose their fear of it. Uh, here's, here's a really common good way to get rid of birds. And that's tying, like, shiny ribbons that are going to flop in the wind pie pans i've seen pie pans hanging off of like trellises and things flopping around banging you know the flash of it scares the birds away heather over at homesteadhippie.com uh suggested uh pinwheels in one of her blog posts you know those little twirly uh, pinwheel things plastic things you stick in the ground and they just twirl around uh, she suggested those and says that keeps the birds out so i thought that was a great idea now, something that uh, when I was a kid and we had our barns, we used to stick uh, rubber snakes up on the rafters of the barns uh, to keep the pigeons out. And I don't know, I think we had less pigeons than some other people, but I, we still had pigeons in our barn, you know. But, you know, lay some rubber snakes around in your raised beds and, uh, you know, birds don't like that. Uh, you might get a big hawk come down and snatch it or something, or an owl, but, uh, you know, the little birds are going to stay away from it. Um, but those are some, you know, good ideas for uh, for birds, I think. Well, how about destructive insects? I think, personally, anything natural, of course, is going to be the best way to do this. And I think the best natural things you can do are introducing other insects that eat the destructive insects. So, releasing praying mantises or ladybugs into your garden i think are two of the best things you can do and you can uh, purchase those online i i will put a couple links in the show notes for where you can purchase those and i think that's one of the best things you can do honestly um you can use neem oil uh, to get rid of uh, squash bugs various beetles aphids and a couple hundred other <laughs> bugs as well but just remember a little bit of neem oil goes a long way you'll want to dilute, dilute that with water and uh, put that lightly on your plants because it can uh, burn plants, shock plants a little bit if you overdo it with the neem oil. Um, just be delicate with it, but it works really good to deter and kill uh, some bugs like aphids and, and things. So, yeah, use use neem oil. As a matter of fact, with aphids, you can use something as mild as like a Dawn dish soap um, and a little bit a little bit of Dawn dish soap and some water. Uh, in a spray bottle and go out there and spray that you can you'll just wash the aphids right off and uh it's pretty simple um i think that about does it I, 
those are just some good ideas, I think, to get you started thinking about protecting your garden. Or if you're already having trouble, you might try a few of those things, uh, see how they work. Um, some of them are free. Some of them are really low cost. Some of them, you know, some of them cost you a little bit of money. But, uh, hey, you know what? Uh, we work hard to build our soil, to to plant our uh, crops, and to uh, grow them and harvest them. And we want to be able to enjoy them. We want to get them to the kitchen table, and uh, we don't want to just give them to all the wildlife. You know, I don't mind sharing a little, but uh, we don't do this just to feed <laughs> just to feed the wildlife. We want to we want to put some on the table as well. So, hey, if uh, you enjoy these podcasts, do me a favor: run on over to iTunes and leave us a rating and review, and uh, share this podcast with someone that you know will enjoy it. And I think um, that's how we grow. That's we're we're having some pretty good download numbers. I've been real pleased. We're ranking really high in, in search engines, and uh, I appreciate that. Appreciate everyone who listens to the podcast, everyone who shares the podcast, everyone who leaves a comment or a review somewhere. I mean, you can go to Stitcher, you can go to Google Play, iTunes, of course, or the website, and and leave a comment there. Really appreciate that. I really, really do. And uh, you know, I just think that um, I think that. The more people we have committed to uh, living a homesteading lifestyle, the better the world will be. So if we can get this information into the hands of people, I think the world will be better for it. So, uh, hey, until next time, happy homesteading. Thanks for listening. To see the show notes for this podcast or listen to other podcast episodes, go to smalltownhomestead.com. There you can also read our blog, connect with us on Facebook, Twitter, and Google+, and take advantage of the many resources we make available to help you along in your homesteading journey. Please share this podcast and help us to carry out our mission of helping others to homestead today for a better tomorrow.